What is going on, everybody? This is JC from the Fight Stance Podcast, bringing you another episode, some weekly content, talking some MMA with you guys. Um, I was looking for something to talk about with you guys, because obviously we don't have the UFC going on for another two weeks or so, UFC Lincoln. Uh, there's not too much news going on, a little bit here and there, but I didn't know if I had enough for a full podcast. Uh, we have the PFL coming up on Thursday, um, some regional events going on. But uh, to give you a full episode, I was really searching for something to talk about with you guys. Um, this morning, I was on Twitter and I saw an article posted uh, with uh, an opinion um, from the the Twitter poster who tweeted it. Um, it was posted by at the maximum power on Twitter. So if you don't follow at the maximum power, go ahead and quit, uh, click follow on his page. Um, give him a follow. He posts some good stuff, some good opinion pieces. Um, and he's a guy that I really enjoy following. Um, the, the tweet that he put out was an article in reference to Dana White making some comments in reference to Stipe Miocic on an episode of the Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, he says that Stipe constantly feels like he's disrespected by the UFC. Um, he doesn't know why he feels that way. Um, he said that had Stipe beat DC, it would be Stipe that was getting this Brock Lesnar fight. And... We know the history of Stipe in the UFC. He's constantly felt like he's been disrespected, like he's been underpromoted. Um, we saw him when he defended his belt. He didn't want Dana to put it around his waist. He wanted his team to do that. Um, he took nine months off from fighting over a contract dispute. He didn't feel like he was being compensated the way that he should as a champion. So he's always had... Um, uh, this this constant beef with the UFC over how they've uh, promoted him. So, got into a little bit of a debate this morning. Um, some of the pages that were in that debate, uh, Twitter page, at Teep to the Junk, that's T-E-E-P to the Junk on Twitter. Uh, I suggest you go follow him, as well as at Daily Knockout. Um, those were some of the guys that I was talking to, and uh, we got into a discussion based upon uh, the UFC and business and promotion and um, some of the wackiness that we've seen from the UFC in reference to the CM Punks and the Brock Lesnar's and uh, fake personalities and so on and so forth, and that kind of stemmed from this Stipe Miocic conversation. Um, one of the points that I wanted to make was I personally don't feel like Stipe Miocic has a legitimate gripe with Dana White with the UFC. Uh, I feel like they've done a good enough job of promoting him. And I feel like some of that responsibility lies within the fighter to promote themselves. But I've seen Stipe on Modelo beer commercials, which is the maybe the primary sponsorship that the UFC has I've seen him on those commercials. Okay. I've seen him on the ultimate fighter. I've seen him 
get his first title defense in Cleveland. He headlined in his hometown of Cleveland in his first title defense. So I've seen him do some things for Stipe in Stipe's favor that he should be thankful for and not always feel like he's being slighted. I felt like the ultimate fighter, we can talk about the ultimate fighter and how it's how it's leveled off and fallen from grace and, you know, probably needs to go somewhere else, but it is going to continue. I felt like on the ultimate fighter, that was his perfect opportunity to really let people know who Stipe Miocic is. I am not arguing in any sense for Stipe to be Conor McGregor on the mic. I'm not arguing for him to be crossing over into the WWE. I'm not arguing for him to be anybody other than who he is. But be that guy and let us know who that guy is. That's all I'm arguing. That's it. Someone brought up uh, in that conversation, someone brought up George St. Pierre being the ultimate uh, example of class of doing things the right way. He's not out there talking shit. He's a true martial artist. He defended his belt against whoever was the next guy up, so on and so forth. And they tried to compare Stipe Miocic to GSP. Here's the difference. I know who GSP is. I see him out there studying dinosaurs all the time. He always wants to talk about dinosaurs. I know he loves dinosaurs. He had a TV show on dinosaurs. Follow him on Instagram. He's always doing these crazy gymnastics and tumble flips and all this other stuff. You know, I know a little bit of who GSP is. He has allowed us to become, we, we've been allowed to view his personality and get a taste of who he is. That's what I want from Stipe. Let us know who you are. Give us an episode inside the firehouse or something like that, you know? just just let us meet your family let us he's he's very private and i understand that and if that's what he wants to do i'm all for it i'm not saying he has to do any of these things but if he's not going to do any of these things he can't then say that he feels slighted by the business that employs him i'm going to get into business versus mma a little bit more later but tough was his his opportunity to show who he is dc took full advantage of that dc used to be a guy that was uh not so well liked um by everybody you know a lot of people did like him but he was always involved in that john jones beef and a lot of people were team john jones and a lot of that was dc being someone that he really isn't he was kind of forcing this bad guy persona on us um and that's why a lot of people didn't like dc after that people started to say hey this guy's not so bad they saw the emotion that he showed after he got knocked out by john jones um and then on the ultimate fighter that's when really people got to really see who dc is he's a jokester he's a great coach he cared about his people uh, he cared about his team rather. Um, he recently became a head coach of a, a high school team. He's always posting about his kids 
on Instagram. I know his kid's name is Daniel. I know it. You know, I, I don't know what Stipe named his kid. You know, they just let us into their world. Let us know a little bit about who you are. And that makes you want to root for a guy. That's that's really what, what it comes down to. It makes you want to root for a guy. And with Stipe, he was non-existent on the show. He didn't look like he cared at all. He looked like he had zero interest. Uh, James Krause seemed to be coaching the team more than Stipe. So just I would like him to, you know, tell us who you are a little bit more. Um, and until you do that, you can't feel slighted, which kind of brings me to the talk of, uh, business and the sport and which one is more important. And this is where we really got into a debate on Twitter, um, especially with teep to the junk, um, the maximum power. Um, we, we really got into this debate. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm open-minded to everybody's opinion. I never claim that I'm 100% right. I like to see things from all angles. Um, if you can change my mind, go ahead and change my mind. I love debating um, this sport with you. You know, I love talking to you guys. And uh, we really got into a good talk this morning on um, MMA uh, as a sport and MMA as a business. And which one is more important. I made a statement on there. It probably wasn't too clear because it was on Twitter. You know, things in text always seem to get uh, scrambled around a little more than words. But I said that it's a business first and it's a sport second. Now, what I meant by that is the UFC is a business first and then it's a sport second. Obviously, UFC isn't a sport, but you know what I'm getting at. The UFC is a business first, okay? They are in the business of making money, promoting the sport, putting butts in the seats, getting TV deals, all of that stuff, okay? The sport comes second to them. If the sport was shit, if the sport was complete shit, but it was making money, that's all they care about. That's what they're there for. That's why we have the UFC. They are there for money, okay? Now, the debate kind of gets into like a, a what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of debate, you know? I was debating on the side of business. I, I, I say that they go hand in hand. Business and the sport goes hand in hand. But I was debating on the side of business. And my take was when the UFC started, and I'm not going to get into a history lesson of the UFC. Um, you guys are well-educated, of course. But when the business first started, you took all these different disciplines. You wanted to see if they were to go against each other. Excuse me. If they were to go against each other, which martial art would be the most dominant? Um, and it was, it, was, it was put together. We wanted to see which one was the most dominant dominant but to put that on the major screen so that everybody could see this the business of the UFC was created for everybody to be able to see this the business pay per view business was put into effect and that's what I was trying to get at without 
the business of the UFC, nobody, there is no mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts grew from this business, you know? So yeah, does, does the, does the sport exist without the business? It does maybe in the form of single martial arts, karate, taekwondo, jiu-jitsu, whatever, but mixed martial arts, I don't know that we have mixed martial arts without the, the business of the UFC. That's what I was trying to get at. Now, should the UFC disappear now? Would we have mixed martial arts? We would. What would be, if all businesses, I'm sorry, if if Bellator disappeared, if PFL disappeared, all those businesses, all the promotions, if they were to disappear, would we still have the sport of mixed martial arts? We would, but on what level? Would it be as nationally known? Uh, would people really want to do it anymore if they didn't have aspirations to become a professional? Um, would it just be a recreation type thing? We, we don't know. We'll never know the answer to that. But that's where I'm getting into the the import the importance of the business. Okay. Um, I grew up from a child. I played basketball my whole life. I know a lot of you guys are. Uh, diehard MMA fans. Um, a lot of you aren't really interested in other sports. I understand that completely. I'm I'm cool with that. Me personally, I like just about everything. Um, but I grew up playing basketball. And when I was a fifth grader, I used to have this marble notebook where I would fill up a notebook of basketball plays that I created with my own head. You know, I wanted to be a college basketball coach when I was a kid. That was that was my goal. I didn't grow up in martial arts. Um, I got into it uh, late teens a little bit, maybe around 20. Um, I started training in my mid 20s. Um, but basketball was my thing when I was a kid. And just trying to make this comparison here, I can go and watch basketball at the local high school level and be completely okay with that I'm breaking down the sport that these teenagers are playing you know I'm breaking it down I have a, a crazy memory when it comes to plays and um, all, all, all my I, I break down basketball at a at a certain level that I know a lot of you guys do in MMA and I know that you guys would be completely fine with it uh, if that's all you could do for the rest of your life on the flip of that you know I enjoy watching the college game the high school game I can watch any basketball out there but I have to recognize the importance of the star power that is in the NBA even though I don't like the NBA as much because it's gotten into every nationally televised game is uh, the Warriors or LeBron James or so on and so forth and I'm not for that the same way you guys aren't for that kind of star power uh, business model in the UFC. Um, I have to acknowledge that that is what's carrying the sport and making it grow. And more people are watching now, and I'm 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 thankful for it. I can't be naive to the fact that the the business model of star power is carrying that sport to make it bigger. And when we get to the UFC, and they're doing the same thing, they have Conor McGregor. 
you know, the star power that he brings made this sport explode about four or five years ago or so. Made it explode because of his star power. So we can't be naive to the fact that star power, the business aspect of this sport, is huge in making it grow. And that's what we all want. That's what we all want. Um, more into business. NBA, NFL, um, a lot of us fail to recognize that they also had their infancy as far as being a sport, as far as being on TV as a sport. Back in the 70s, the NBA Finals were on tape delay. You couldn't even watch the Finals live, okay? What made it explode was Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. 1979, 1980, star power made it explode. They got TV deals, got, a, got away from tape delay BS, they started selling jerseys. They started getting TV deals. They started doing all this stuff. It's the same thing with the UFC. They just got this TV deal with ESPN on the back of Conor McGregor. I guarantee that. I was riding with Conor McGregor for a long time. And Flex, my co-host, will tell you that I kind of flipped on, uh, on, on Conor McGregor a little bit lately because I wasn't for this star power stuff like you guys are. I kind of I kind of flipped on it, but I can't I can't just ignore the fact that he has built the UFC into what it is now. He's gotten this TV deal. He's made the pay-per-views what they are. The sport has grown so much in the last few years because of what he has given us. So you can't just ignore the business aspect. You know, you, you have to you have to acknowledge it. Um a little PFL with you guys, a little professional fighters league talk with you guys. On one of my last episodes, I was talking about how the PFL needs to survive for at least two years. Because if they can survive for two years, they will show that they have stability. They will show that they really are paying their their winners a million dollars. And more fighters are going to start to come over to the PFL because they're going to see that stability. I saw Cub Swanson talk recently about when he was a free agent. Uh, was this last year? Sometime he was a free agent and he didn't feel like the UFC was offering him enough money. He went out and was talking to some other organizations. He mentioned that he almost signed with another organization that was not Bellator. He never would say what it was. My feeling is that that was probably PFL. Because he made the comment that the reason he didn't sign with them is because he was unsure of that organization's stability and he felt that he was uh, in a better situation to sign back with the UFC because he knew what they were, he knew where his money's coming from, and so on and so forth. The PFL, it being a new organization, people are a little scared that maybe these fighters won't get their million dollars. Um, any new business out there, Regardless of what it is, they're going to operate in the red, in the negative for a little while until they can get their feet wet. And then they'll start operating in the black and making a profit. And uh, that's what the PFL is trying to do. But them gaining a $28 million investment from investors like Kevin Hart and so on, that is so that they, they can continue operating. They can continue to co cover their operating costs and be successful as a business for these next few years so that they can 
continue to grow and get through these next few years. And then once they get through these few years, fighters from other organizations are going to start to gravitate towards the PFL because they're going to be like, hey, I'm not about this this uh, star power talking shit uh, thing that the UFC is doing, you know? I, I want to just win and be and be uh, uh, be compensated for winning. I want to get a championship belt because I won. I want to get that million dollars because I won, not because I I talk a good game. But that stability is something they got to get through. Ironically, myself and Flex used to work at Revel Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, they went under after a few years. They were continually operating off of their investors. Their investors were giving them a million dollars here, a million dollars there, so that they could continue operating to get somewhere to where they were in a good place. Um, I say it's ironic because Revel Casino is now Ocean Resort Casino, and the PFL will be will be fighting there this coming Thursday. Um, so it's it's kind of ironic that. The PFL is going to be there at a at a casino that was a, a startup startup business somewhat like they are. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I I just try to get at uh, the business aspect of the sport is so important to keep this sport growing, to keep it alive, to introduce it to people who have never seen it before to get people in gyms training across the world um and it still has a long way to go i talked a little bit with flex um i am local to baltimore city maryland we call it baltimore city out here um baltimore maryland i'm from new jersey i moved to baltimore the baltimore area about four years ago there are very few mma gyms in this area there are many that are in the suburbs around the city but in the actual city of baltimore i know of two brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms and that's it i don't know of any mma gyms boxing is still very popular on uh, the west side of baltimore uh gervonta davis still trains out there on the west side of baltimore upton boxing um but mma is also it's it's non-existent in a a city like Baltimore, which has about 600,000 residents, it's a, I don't know, it's maybe top 25 in the U.S. in terms of population, somewhere around there. And uh, for it to not have an MMA gym being as big as it is, it's kind of crazy to me. You got to go out to the suburb, suburbs. And a lot of these people in uh, in Baltimore don't have transportation out to the suburbs and they don't have the money to go train at an MMA gym. So this sport is still growing. Um, I would like to like to see it continue to grow. And for that, we need good business, good TV contracts and all that stuff that I've already talked about that I don't want to have your ears fall off listening to me about. But, you know, it's it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I want to see continue to grow. And uh, like I said, let's. uh, Let's 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 look at all angles here, and um, I want to thank those guys this morning on Twitter for sparking this podcast for me when I was looking for something, and uh, I'll make sure to tag them in my post. Um, make sure you guys go follow them. 
And uh, thank you all for listening once again. Signing off.